While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The Alaman left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. Promenade that pretty gal to Georgia. This is a Moving Through Georgia extra. The information in this episode will most likely be interesting to residents or former residents of Banks County, which is why this is an extra. The school district in Banks is very aware of its community and history. Part of the new teacher orientation program is a bus ride around the county, pointing out the different neighborhoods the kids come from and some sites of historical interest. The way I got what I'm about to read is that the principal of the primary school asked a former school superintendent named Bobby Llewellyn for a brief introduction to Banks County that could be printed and given to new teachers. He wrote down some notes which ran to about nine closely written pages, and I totally, totally understand why. When you are closely connected to a community, no part of its history is really unimportant. It was just a bit too much to type up for the new teachers, and it kind of languished in a file for a few years. I'm going to do the best I can with this. I'm not reading a finished work here. I am presenting some research or some notes that were prepared for a work to be completed in the future. So this is a brief history of the Banks County school system covering 1858 to 2013. And yeah, it does start at the beginning. The General Assembly of Georgia met in Milledgeville in December 1858 and laid out and organized a new county named Banks from the counties of Jackson, Hall, Habersham, and Franklin. The city of Homer was to be the new county seat. The town was previously called New Lebanon. A survey was taken of the number of students between the age of 8 and 18 and the number was 653. there were already five schools in what became Banks County. Each school would have three trustees who would select a site for a school and administer that school. Daily reading of the Bible was required, and the schoolhouse may be used on the Sabbath day for religious purposes. Two of that group of 28 schools were to become elementary and high schools. One school was in Hollingsworth, and the other was in Homer. The high school in Homer was a two-room, two-story wooden building located behind the Homer Presbyterian Church. My mother, this is Mr. Llewellyn talking, my mother, Thelma Duncan Llewellyn, graduated from the Homer High School in 1916. She boarded at the Alexander Hotel, which is located across the road from the Homer Presbyterian Church. The hotel is still standing, but is not used today. My uncle, Hoyt Duncan, who lived to be 104 and died in 2008, started school at the Bushville School in 1910. He was issued three books at $1 each. The books were a speller, reader, and an arithmetic book. Just a quick check on Google says that would be about $32 in today's money. He said families would exchange books and they would take very good care of a book so it would last a long time. He also said in the month of September there would be no school. School would be out so students could pick cotton. He dropped out of school in the fourth grade as most boys did at that time to work on the farm. Each school would have a well for water and outhouses for restrooms. There were no buses or lunchrooms. 
Each school district included a radius of about three miles. The school superintendent was elected by voters for a four-year term, and each school had a three-member board of trustees that administered the schools. A teacher was paid $15 to $20 per month. To get a teaching certificate, you had to pass the state test. The school superintendent administered the test and sent it to Atlanta. If he or she passed the test, they would be sent a teaching certificate. You didn't have to have a college degree to get a certificate. At that time, in 1925 to 1926, the Board of Education was making plans to reorganize and consolidate the number of schools. The new reorganization would consist of four combined elementary and high schools. The Homer schools were to be built on Sycamore Street. The Garrison Civic Center was the new high school. Okay, I had to text a few long-term Banks County residents to find out exactly what the Garrison Civic Center was, and it is the large white building behind the Leopard Drive-In on Sycamore Street in Homer. Right now, that building houses True Life Church. The elementary school was just west of the high school on what is now a vacant lot. The elementary school consisted of a gym in the center and classrooms built around the gym. The gym had three rows of wooden seats with a stage at one end. There was an area where students and teachers who came to school on horses or using a horse and buggy could hitch their horses during the day. The elementary school burned in 1958. The second combination elementary high school was the Hickory Flat School, located just south of the Hickory Flat Methodist Church on Highway 51. And the third combination elementary and high school were the Davis Academy schools built near the New Salem Methodist Church on Highway 59. This school was built by the WPA. It was made of brick and apparently it still stands. The fourth combination school was built in Baldwin on the Habersham County and Banks County line. Habersham County administered this school and still does today. Students in North Banks County that lived near Baldwin and Alta were transported by Banks to the Baldwin School. Banks County paid for two teachers and ran two buses. In 1930, the school board started running buses. To ride the bus, you had to live one and a half miles or more from the school. All students that lived in the city limits of Homer had to walk to school. Each bus driver owned his own bus, which had a wooden body. And he specifically references one bus driver who said that the Parker brothers, who had a wood shop in Homer, built the wooden body for his A-model Ford to turn it into a bus. Okay, so now Mr. Llewellyn starts referencing a few milestones. In 1933, Governor Ed Rivers made all school books free in Georgia. Electricity and phone service came to Homer in 1936. The lunchroom started operations between 1940 and 1942 for students. Students could bring vegetables from home and exchange the vegetables for free meals. Mr. Llewellyn says when he was in 6th grade, he remembers having vegetable soup and soup beans for lunch. In 1945, a cement block building was built next to the Homer High School, which had restrooms for boys and girls downstairs and a library on the top floor. 
1951, there was no graduating class in any of the schools because that was a year that an extra year was added to make a 12-year requirement to graduate. In 1953, Miss Louise Hardin, who was a high school English teacher, was responsible for choosing a mascot for the high school. The students voted and chose the leopard. In 1954, the Georgia General Assembly passed the Minimum Foundation Act for Education, and this reorganized the schools by consolidating many schools to just a few. The state would pay the cost of building the new schools. In 1955, Banks County built the new Banks County Elementary and High School at the present site of the Banks County Elementary School. There was one principal for both schools. The gym was built in 1962. An elementary school was built in Gillsville that included grades 1 to 8. Students graduating from the 8th grade could go to high school in Banks County or they could go to East Hall. Another elementary school was Grady Elementary for grades 1 to 8 and all of these schools were brick and had oil furnaces for heat but did not have air conditioning. The segregated school was built where the present Head Start School is located behind Golden Pantry. After finishing that school, students were bused to Cornelia. The Banks County School District was integrated in 1967 as a result of the 1954 Supreme Court rulings. Mr. Llewellyn says that integration went very smoothly without a single incident at school or on the bus. Now, as a testament to the level of detail that Mr. Llewellyn put into his history of Banks County Schools, he specifically mentions that in 1965, the Banks County High School girls basketball team went to the Class A tournament in Macon. They went to the final game and lost by one point to Seminole County. He even mentions Gail Griffin Shepard as the star player and says that as of 2013, when he wrote his notes, she still held the record for scoring the most points at 2,976. Like I say, when you are deeply connected to a community, no detail is unimportant. I mean, that 50-year-old one-point loss still stung. In 1967, with integration underway, the segregated school became the school for kindergarten through third grade. It was called the primary school. In about 1974, the Grady Elementary School was closed and all the students came to Homer. The Gillsville Elementary School was closed in the late 1980s and also the students came to Homer. And now, as we get into the 80s, we get to a long list of buildings and improvements to the schools. In 1980, four new classrooms were built at the Banks County Primary School, and they had air conditioning. They were the first classrooms to have air conditioning. Enrollment would continue to grow. In about 1986, there'd be about 1,600 students in the school system, and it was growing quickly enough that they needed a new school. So the Banks County Primary School was built in 1989 with additions in 2004 and 2008, and might I also add, a very cool remodeling in 2020. A new high school was built in 1999 on land purchased from the Garrison family on historic Homer Highway south of Homer. And the middle school was built in 2004 on property owned by the county. The elementary school was built in 2006 on property owned by the Board of Education. Jump ahead to 1992, the Board of Education voted to change the corporal punishment policy to mean no more spanking at schools. 
And boy, here we are 11 minutes into this podcast and there is still a ways to go. But before I wrap it up, I'm going to remind you that Moving Through Georgia is a history podcast mostly focusing on Northeast Georgia. Hey, if you have any memories of school in Banks County, don't be afraid. Send them to me. Maybe we could share them in a future podcast. It's moving through Georgia, one word, at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you could rate and review us on iTunes, that would be terrific. Okay, a lot of the details remaining are administrative. Mr. Llewellyn talks about where school board buildings were located and that sort of thing. But I'm just going to say Mr. Llewellyn was superintendent of Banks County Schools from 1960 to 1968 and then again from 1976 to 1984. He passed away just recently in 2021 but it is wonderful that he took the time to write down some things that he remembered from his history in his community. Okay here is your homework assignment. In 2013, when he wrote this, he said there are three old elementary schools still standing. The Hebron School near the Hebron Church is in very good condition. The Grady School on Damascus Road is in poor condition. The Hollingsworth School near Irvin Store is in good condition. Your homework is to find those three buildings and see if they're still standing. And if you do, let me know. I'd love to know. A grand old right left walk on your heel and toe From an a deaf pretty gal to Georgia That's all